Hello, this is the World Economic News by Coldwater Economics for Tuesday the 4th of August. Today I'm going to look at what the world's leading central banks have been up to in July and also at July's results for the US auto industry. I've started tracking monthly balance sheet movements of the world's major central banks, Federal Reserve, the ECB and Bank of Japan. These central banks publish key extracts from their balance sheets once a week or every 10 days, so we can get a good idea of what they're actually doing. I'm going to report back every month on what's going on. Mostly, these tell us that in July, the breakneck pace of balance sheet expansion seen during the first months of the pandemic was being slowed or even reversed. In July, for example, the Fed's assets affecting reserves actually fell by 92 billion, or that's a fall of 1.3% on the month. Uh, a very slight reversal for the second month in a row um, from an expansion that came to 2.94 trillion uh, between March and May. In Europe, the ECB's balance sheet grew by 71.8 billion euros, or by 1.1%. But here too, this is a far more modest total than what's been happening between March and June when the balance sheet expansion averaged 400 billion euros a month for a total of 1.6 trillion. Only in Japan is the stimulative effort being fully maintained with Bodger's balance sheet expanding 2.6% or 16.9 trillion yen in July, which is actually slightly higher than the 16 trillion a month average between March and June. Meanwhile, regardless of that divergence in activity, 10-year bond deals declined throughout July in the US, in the Eurozone, and Japan. Uh, these 10-year bond deals, incidentally, ought no longer to be seen as identifying a, a risk-free rate or something like that, since they are all effectively targeted by the central banks and now are what in other circumstances will be recognized as monopoly positions being held in them by the central banks. On to the auto industry. The coronavirus pandemic generated a particularly ugly environment for the auto industry globally, particularly in Europe, where at the worst in April, sales were down 77% in the Eurozone and 97% in the UK. In the US, things didn't get quite so bad, being down only 47.3% year on year in April. But that's still pretty bad, disabling what remains an important industry with unsold cars piling up, obviously. July's auto industry numbers in that context make encouraging reading. Sales of light vehicles rose 11.1% month on month, with autos up 17.9%, light trucks up 9.1%. This was led almost entirely by domestic US producers. So sales of domestically produced autos were up 24.5%, light trucks up 14.6%. Overall, although these sales are still down 14.4% on the year, as well as being the strongest sales since pre-COVID February, these have done wonders for the auto industry's inventory situation. Inventories of domestic autos, and these are not seasonally adjusted numbers incidentally for these, fell 26.9% uh, year on year, fell 26.9% year on year. They were also 26% below February's levels and just under half the 10-year average holdings. 
The inventory sales ratio then for domestic autos fell by 0.19 points to 2.06 times, which compares to 2.22 times in July 2019 and is 1.3 standard deviations below the 10-year average of 2.7. By now, this is already another instance then of the US's second quarter inventory dump, leaving the economy looking light on inventory unlikely needing to restock in the near future. Uh, incidentally, for total manufacturers um, in June, inventories rose 0.6% month on month, but shipments jumped 9.8% month on month. So the inventory shipment ratio fell 0.14 points to 1.51 times. Progress, that's still not fully recovered to pre-COVID levels of 1.4 times. But we know from July's retail and wholesales data that these numbers continue to improve in July. Separately, I'm interested in US heavy truck sales because those have an impeccable track record of being a reliable leading indicator for recessions. Sharp falls in sales having shown up approximately 12 to 18 months before the onset of the last four US recessions. The bad news is that sales began to tank in November last year, well before COVID-19, with the fall doubling down again when COVID hit. However, they started a rebound in June, up 12.5% on the month, and rose a further 15.7% in July. Now, this still leaves them down 29% year-on-year and still 12% below pre-COVID February. So although June and July were better than expected, we're going to need this rebound to gain strength for some months yet before the warning signs get taken down. Well, that's it for today. Thank you for listening. I hope you got something out of it. If you did, please help spread the word. If you'd like to know more about Coldwater Economics, please feel free to contact me, Michael Taylor, on mjtcoldwater at firstmail.com.